How are you guys? Good to see you this morning. Um, I just want to open with a scripture uh, before I get started. Um, Truly I say, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall never enter it. And actually, I feel led to, this is just, I I didn't think of this before. Um, I have some of my house group that meets on on Friday night that is here, and we're going to do some ministry time at the the end. I, I won't preach too long. And uh, I also just felt led, if, if some of you parents would like to bring your kids back in, so when, when we give like a, a ministry call, if you want to bring your kids back in to help minister, I would love that. Um, so if you'd be open to that, um, just bring your kids back in, and, and, and when we send people to, to pray, um, yeah, the kids, the kids will just kind of join in on that. So I love seeing them worship. How about you guys? Isn't that awesome? So yeah, my name is Dustin Montgomery. I am the young adult pastor here at uh, Vineyard Northwest. And yeah, it's been such an honor for me to be here at this church. And so anyways, I just wanted to give like a quick, brief story of who I am um, and just kind of go from there. Uh, I, I... I don't know if they have a slide for my title, but I, I kind of misnamed what I was going to talk about anyway. So, um, I, what, what name did I give you guys? Encountering Jesus Through Community. Really, I, I think the name of that, my message was too long. I didn't want to like put it all up on the screen. Um, I, I think that encountering Jesus is the only way for community and is the way that the church is gonna be empowered to be who they're called to be. And so, um, my name is Dustin, and I grew, up, um, I grew up at a church in Florence, Kentucky, called Heritage Fellowship. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of that church, but uh, back in the 90s, we experienced a, just an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I was, I was just a teenager at the time, and I'm in, I'm in youth group, and I went to the school that was associated with that church. And, and, and through my upbringing at that school, um, I lacked community <laughs> um, to, and, and to the degree that, like, I really, it was really hard for me to, make, to, to even make friends. I, I was really afraid of people. I, I was afraid of being vulnerable. Um, I felt misunderstood. I felt... Um, like I didn't fit in. And so I, I remember growing up in that season and it was one of the most challenging. See, because I didn't know what, I didn't know really what friendship looked like, but I knew I wanted that. I just didn't know how to, how to really have that. I didn't know what real community looked like. Um, and so I remember it was, it was like around 1994 or something like that. I'm going to age myself probably. But um, yeah, so anyways, around 1994, I, I'm, I'm, um, I remember we're in a service and it's just a normal, um, it's just a normal service that the, like, like we had been having, like uh, nothing, nothing too 
spectacular was happening. Uh, someone was just leading worship, and they were, they were singing this song about the woman with the issue of blood. And I remember this, um, like how I felt at that time. So I'm just a teenager, and, and they're singing about this woman with the issue of blood and how they press in. And, and as, they, as they begin to sing that song, the presence of God just dropped in that room like a bomb went off. And, and I'm telling you, like a bomb went off. I remember as a teenager, just a massive group of people getting up and just, just worshiping Jesus. And it was like the craziest thing that I've ever seen. And we, we had pews. We had, I remember growing up at that church and we had, a, we had hymnals and like, um, I mean, we sang contemporary songs, but like it wasn't, I don't know. Like I'd never seen anything that was happening like that moment. And so the presence of God just fell in that, in that building, and, and it changed everything. Like, I remember times that, like, I would begin to sense that presence, and it's like, man, I've never sensed anything like this before. And I, and I realized, like, through that time, like, I am, like, hearing the voice of God. And like I'm listening to what he's saying and he's convicting my heart. He's convicting me to do certain things and like who to hang out with and what to do. And like the Holy Spirit is just, is moving in my life in ways that I've never felt before. And I remember in that season of, of just, of, of feeling his presence and and just knowing that he's with me, I remember going through this season where he, I, I feel like he told me to just pray in tongues all the time. And so I'm a teenager um, at this time, and I feel like God's saying, like, Dustin, I want you to pray in tongues whenever you're not with somebody. Okay? That's pretty crazy to ask a teenager to do that. Um, and I felt really, I was like, okay. I was like, I know you're speaking to me because I know the voice of God. Now, like you're showing me what you're saying. And I remember going through this season of like three or four months of just, of just praying in tongues. And so I was a golfer in high school. And so when I was on the golf course, I just had a lot of free time. And so I noticed nothing at all in that season um, for about two or three weeks. I was just doing it like completely out of obedience. I'm like, God, just because you said to do this, I'm gonna do this. And so... I'm, yeah, just praying in tongues all the time, four to six hours a day as a teenager, like whatever. And so six weeks go by, something, or actually it was probably less than that. It was probably like two or three weeks. Like I felt like I was just doing it out of obedience until that point. And then at that point, I realized like questions that I didn't even know that I had were being answered in my heart. Like God was moving in my life in ways that I didn't know how to ask him to move in my life. He was changing my personality in ways that like I didn't know how to change into that person. Like I didn't know how to not be afraid of people, but he took the fear away. I didn't know how to have peace on a daily basis. I didn't know how to live without anxiety and anger in my life but he knew, and when, be, when I began to pray, and I, and I was like, oh my goodness, like things are happening in my life that I didn't know, I, I didn't know how this could happen. 
And, and so my personality began to change. I began to be less afraid of people. God brought people in my life that, that were friends, that would be my friends for life. And, and, and show, started showing me what community actually looked like. And started showing me like what the church actually looks like. And it doesn't start with me knowing like what I'm doing. It doesn't start with me knowing and like having a huge plan of like, this is what I'm going to do and this is my program of how to build my friends and, and, and influence and, and all this stuff. But it, it, it started with a, a place of, of total surrender and, and just total like laying down of who I was and saying, yes, God, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to be obedient to you in this moment to whatever you're saying for me to do and, and I trust that you're going to show up in my life. And that's exactly what happened. And, and so anyways, God started showing me like what friendship looked like in that season. And, and it, was, it was a really powerful, um, it was a really powerful time in my life. And so anyways, um, I went to college after that season. Actually, that, so that season of praying in tongues lasted maybe three or four months. And so it was like four to six hours a day just spending time with the Holy Spirit. And so it sounds pretty crazy. And that, that's not everybody's, like, I'm not saying everybody has to go home and speak in tongues for four hours, but um, that was the call that God had on me. Um, and so it really did change everything, just encountering him. And so I still remember those times. And, and, and I remember in those times, we also had youth group, and like our, I was on the worship team, and I was the worst guitar player you would ever want to hear. And so I turned my amp down for a year so no one could hear me play. Um, and so I was literally just doing, I, I just, whatever, I was invited to be on the worship team, so I did it, and yeah, literally just turned my amp down. Um, but I remember showing up before worship, and the Holy Spirit's moving in our church to such a degree, like, like we had nightly services um, like six nights a week for like two or three years. And so those services would go, and, and some of you may remember this, some of you may have been in some of those services, but, but some of those services would go um, until like two or three in the morning. And so this was like my life in this season. It was literally going um, like to church day and night. <laughs> Um, but just, but just really encountering the presence of God as as a teenager, um, and so yeah, but yeah, I remember in youth group we would show up. Our youth group would show up like two hours early, and we would pray in this prayer room we called the cave, and 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 we would just call heaven down in that in that room, and and so it was just so powerful, um, and and God would show up in 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 just incredible ways. There were so many miracles that happened. Um, I, could, I could name a lot of them, but I, I'll, 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 I'll skip some of that. But yeah, God, God just showed up in, in amazing ways that I'll never forget. Um, and so, so anyways, that season lasted a few years, and then it ended um, in the way that it was going. But it was something that um, I could take with me wherever I went. So I went to college, and, and I actually, I experienced just, just a lot of hard times, like in the, in the beginning of college. Like a lot of my friends moved away, and, and I, I just, I didn't know, I didn't know what to do in that season. And so, 
um, there's a couple things that happened uh, that, that God just realigned my heart to, to him. Uh, but, but I remember in 2008, um, something really cool happened. And I got really hungry again, and I started to remember the things that he did when I was, when I was just a teenager. And so anyways, I want you guys to just open up to Luke 24, uh, verse 45. This is one of the verses that I think it's one of my life verses, and it's like an unending thing in my life. It's just like there is so much more to God than we have right now. How many of you guys believe that? There's so much more. How many of you guys want the more of God? How many of you want more of him to just empower your life right now? Some of you just need a fanning of the flame. Some of you guys have never experienced the Holy Spirit in, in power. But, but, but I want more. And he, and he always has more for us. And he's always enough. He's always enough. Verse 45, it says, Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. And that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his, names to, in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. That scripture blows me away that Jesus told his disciples that had walked with him for years, for three years, seeing miracles after miracle after miracle, and seeing people rise from the dead. And he, and he tells this group of people to wait until you receive power from on high, right? And so this was right around um, Passover, right? So there's, there's, there's 50 days between Passover and Pentecost. So Jesus walked the earth for 40 days, and then for, for 10 days or so, estimate, um, that the disciples went and, and waited in that upper room, right? And they waited for the promise of the Holy Spirit that we see in Acts. The disciples waited in the upper room, the disciples that have seen all of this and, and seen miracles come out of their own hands, and Jesus said, there's more. He says, there's more. There's more for you to receive. There's more for you to walk in. And then Acts chapter 2 happens, right? And so we see like crazy revival break out in the city. We see people like coming to Jesus like in masses, right? Like thousands and thousands of people coming to Jesus, I'm telling you that if you don't see that right now in your life, if we don't see that right now in the church, there's more. 
Like, if he's telling that to the disciples that have seen miracles happen through them and, and walk with Jesus, if he's saying there's more and there's an empowerment of the Holy Spirit, like, I'm telling you guys, if we're not seeing that happen and I'm not seeing that happen out of my life right now, I'm saying there's more. There's more for me. There's more for us to experience in him. Acts chapter 2 um, you go to the end of it. Sorry, I don't like using my phone for this, but um, Acts chapter two forty two, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and breaking of bread and prayers, and all came over every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing all proceeds to anyone who had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Who wants to live that life? And I want to encourage you guys, as, 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 as Vineyard, as a church, I, I believe we're stepping into a place that, that we, want to, we want to pursue community and, and we want to pursue what God has for the church. And, and, and I use community just as a word. It, it's really the church. It's the body that, that God is, is, is taking us higher. He's taking us into a deeper place that we experience his presence, and we cannot do it without him. We cannot do it without looking at Jesus. We don't pursue community. We don't pursue these things. These things are just symptoms. These are just symptoms. These are just the outcome of looking at Jesus. It's part of his heart. When we look at him, when we fix our eyes, when we gaze our hearts on him, he, he drops the fear out of our lives. He, he releases us from anxiety. He releases us from depression. He does the things in us that we don't know how to do and that we can't do and that none of us can do. We cannot bring community out of nothing. We have to look at him. It's all about him. It's all about Jesus. It's all about seeking his heart. If we want to see really the miraculous happen, if we want to see people come to Jesus, how can we do that with just a program? How can we do that with just doing our own thing and, and, and running, going by the motions, like just day by day? We, we have to look at him. So anyways, in 2008, I started to get this hunger again. I I'd went through uh, college and, and, and started to just feel like I'm lacking this, this community and, and, and just what God was doing in the past and, and just this day, daily like receiving from him. And I remember getting this hunger and I was like, okay, I'm gonna like pull these people together, just anybody that can come and I'm gonna put it out, like get the word out as best as I can, just meet in Starbucks and see what happens. I had no like training or, or like just, it was just like, God, I just want more of you and I want other people to experience that. And, and so I remember the first time we met, we met at Starbucks and uh, 
my brother and my sister and my girlfriend at the time showed up and no one else came. And I was like, dang, this is really hard. It's really hard to get people together. And so we just kind of prayed together and, and we'll try to get next week. And so we tried again next week and, and like a few people came. And it was, and, and we developed a small core group and, and met in Starbucks and then we ended up meeting this other group of people and, 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 and I was just like preaching from the Bible, like reading scripture, like just saying whatever was on my heart, like in Starbucks. And so we'd meet for an hour and a half or something and it was, it was good, but the, I, knew, I knew there was more and I was like, I just, I'm gonna contend for the more. I'm gonna contend for more of God than I'm experiencing right now. And so um, we met this other group of people and they ended up being like pastor's kids and there was, a, there was quite a few in their friend group and they're like, hey, our, past, our, our, our dad's a pastor and, and he pastors a church uh, down the road in the city. Um, would you guys like to use one of the upper rooms in, the, in this church? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And so on a Sunday night, we showed up at 6.30 and, and it ended up being a lot of people. And I, I forgot, actually, before that happened, we were, uh, after we had met that group, why they had offered that building is we were packing out Starbucks. I forgot about that. And so we had, like, almost all the tables and chairs put together in Starbucks. And I was preaching over the espresso maker, and it was really loud and distracting. And so that's why they offered the, the room. And so, um, so I was like, yeah, let's, let's do that. And so we went... Um, we went the first night, we met at 6.30, Holy Spirit shows up. I start to remember the things that he did when I was a teenager. And I started to remember, like, like he wants to show up in power and he wants to change things. He wants to change hearts and do the things that we cannot do. That meeting went six hours long. We had no worship team. Holy Spirit shows up. People are dancing without worship. It's in this upper room, and I was like, oh, my word, this is what revival feels like. It's not, it's not about any of the hype. It's not about any of the, the amazing abilities that I have, but it's literally about the Holy Spirit showing up in power and changing everyone. And so we met six hours that night. We met again. And, and, and so during that season, my boss, I, I, I'd started working as an electrician. Um, I did had no training as an electrician. Um, my, my boss had just gotten off of heroin, um, and I hated being around him so much. And he, I, I rode in the bench seat of this, uh, of this uh, small pickup truck. Um, I'm, I'm squeezed in between two construction chain-smoking workers, and they listened to terrible music. Um, and I hated my job, um, and I hated being with him. And so we had a really long drive, too. And, and so um, I remember, I think it was my first day at work. We, on the way home, my, 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 my boss, who was driving the car, picked up a beer that was like this big at a gas station and drank it all the way home. That was, that was the life right there. It was It was awful. <laughs> And so that was my week. So I'm experiencing like this revival on the weekends and I'm experiencing like this awful time at work. And so I had no idea how to be an electrician either. So he was teaching me everything. And so I remember one day we were having some kind of conversation because he came out of rehab and he had heard the gospel. And, um, 
he found out about my group, and I hated being around him because he was, he was angry all the time. And he found out about my group, and he's like, he's like, dude, why didn't you invite me? I don't know. Because I didn't want you to come. Of course, I didn't tell him that, but he came. And so I remember in that first night, um, he had brought this girl and, excuse me, um, she, she, uh, I remember, what did I do? Okay, so I, I was like, I, I felt like led to put him in this circle. And, and so we all gathered around my boss. And I remember getting on the ground, and he put this girl in the middle too, and she freaked out and ran away. And so anyways, I laid on the ground. Maybe that's why she freaked out. Um, but I remember grabbing my boss's ankles, and I started praying, and I was just like, God, show up. And then I remember my brother started praying, and God show up. And, and, and we, as we were there, I'm telling you, the most tangible presence of God shows up in that room. Josh starts just shaking like he's just shaking there. And, and the presence of God falls. And it was so real and so tangible. And Josh, my, my boss was never the same after that point. Our, our times... I'm telling you, our times at work became therapy sessions. We would drive to, they, they, all, my, all my bosses, they got so many DUIs. I'm telling you, I had to become the driver for, for, this, um, for this whole company. And so, so I had the truck, and I was their driver, and we were commuting to Louisville. And so we had a lot of time together. And I remember just like sessions where... Um, we would be at like lunch and, and like just so much crying and confession and, and all this stuff. And, and I, I remember there was a time we're driving back from work and we turn on this uh, just worship. Now worship music's playing. No more, no more bad music. They were quitting. Uh, he was quitting, uh, quitting smoking and all this stuff. And so it was, it was a wild time for sure. And so Josh, every time that we'd meet on Sundays, he would just be literally, he traded his junkie heroin addiction for a, for a junkie Jesus addiction. And so I, I, would, I would see him all the time just, just sitting in the corner, just like shaking and, and receiving and like, like the Holy Spirit showed up in, in so much power. We actually, we actually were meeting on Sunday nights and we'd meet six hours every Sunday night. Then we started meeting on Saturday nights at 11 p.m. We'd show up in the supper room. And, and we would go till about two or three in the morning on Saturday nights. And so we would, we would go about three or four hours Saturday night and then go six hours on Sunday night. And it would be a lot of former addicts that would start coming. And, and it was just, it was an amazing, amazing time. And yeah, like I remember driving back with him one day. We had, there's worship music on. Neither of us were talking. I was like, probably had one eye closed because I was so tired um, with the drive. And like, I'm the only one driving. And, and we were, yeah, just... Yeah, it was a crazy season. And so anyways, this song comes on, the presence of God fills the car. 
Josh starts just like, just like receiving the Holy Spirit in the seat. I remember like driving, I'm like getting, we use this term like drunk in the Holy Spirit, just like, just feeling the, the presence of God. Like I'm in his car and um, I remember just like pulling into his yard, like, and him falling out into his yard <laughs> for, for like an hour. Just incapacitated with the Holy Spirit. And so anyways, like, like only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus can do that. Only he can do that. Only he can save someone like me. Only he can save someone like my boss. And we experience more and more of that. So anyways, his story was amazing. He, um, he started his own house. I, so I'm running. I, we're, we're actually, um, we moved from the church to the university. We started meeting in the dorms at NKU. And uh, it was, we would pack out these, these dorms and, and the presence of God would show up in such way. I remember one day, we, and this is a secular university. Uh, we're, we're, we experienced so much of the power of God one night. We ran down the hall and we start knocking on doors and praying for people in our dorm rooms. And they start experiencing the Holy Spirit. And it was just the craziest time. Um, and so anyways, my boss, though, he started a place. He started his own house. A lot of former addicts were coming. He was packing his house out. Um, I went away and did YWAM. So I, I felt in that season to, to, to move and do missions. It was actually really um, hard for me to do that because I felt so happy where I was. And so anyways, when I was gone, he found a girl. They got married and um, sold everything that they had, moved to Cambodia. And he's a, he's a brilliant, he was a brilliant electrician. He started writing curriculum for third world nations um, to build orphanages and uh, to do it affordably, and then he started speaking uh, regionally around um, the area just about his, his mission and his curriculum, and, and he like did stuff in Haiti, and it was just incredible to see the transformation that happened. But all that to say, it was nothing that I did. It was nothing that I could offer him. It was, it was merely the power of the Holy Spirit. And, 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 and that's what brought that community together, and that's what brought those people together, and that's what brought the change that happened in that season. Um, I'm going to finish with one last story, but I, I in, a, in a season, this goes with my opening verse, and I remember I did a uh, summer camp um, it was like an entire summer filled with um, everything from like second graders to senior high. And so I don't know if you've ever done a camp like this, but you stayed in a cabin and it's like all week long and you do a bunch of activities with them. Um, and I remember it was, it was um, a, a season that I, I was, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. And it was, it was like 16 hours a day. It was, it was, it was really challenging. And it was, a, it was actually a Lutheran camp. And so um, I, had, I knew that I had these kids for an entire week, and I wanted to see 
impact in that week. And on Tuesday nights, their tradition at that camp was you spend the night out under the stars. And so every Tuesday night, um, we, would, we would take our cabin out and we would spend the night out under, under the stars. And I thought, man, this is such a captivating time. I don't care that it's a Lutheran camp. And they might like think I'm crazy or whatever, but I'm just going to tell Holy Spirit stories to these kids while I have their total attention in the middle of the field in the middle of the night. And so, so I remember the first night, I was like just trying to figure out like what to do, like how is God just going to show up and move in these kids? And so I remember I told a couple stories about how God showed up in my life and, and how it's undeniably the Holy Spirit. And then I remember the first night, I, I finished talking, and I was like, I don't know if these kids are even listening to me. They're like fifth graders, you know, like, like what do they really understand right now? And then at the end, I was like, if you want more of Jesus, if you want this in your life, I just want you to stand up right now. So these kids stood up. They totally responded. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to lay hands and pray for these kids. So I started praying for these kids one by one. And as I began to pray, the Holy Spirit fell. Such a tangible, these kids just weeping. We had no, no music, no nothing out there. We're just, we're just literally out there in a field in the middle of the night. And these kids just start weeping and the Holy Spirit shows up. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so real. And I'm experiencing everything these kids are experiencing right now because the Holy Spirit is here. So it would be week after week after week. And I remember every week that we went out. And actually, some of the camp, the, the, one of the directors got really mad at me. And he was mad at me all summer long. And I'll get to that. I remember, though, every week the Holy Spirit would show up. And it was partly because I wasn't doing their curriculum. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what their curriculum was. I'm not a curriculum guy. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit was so faithful to show up. And I remember one week where it was going to rain, and I was actually going to be in a wedding. So I had to leave early. So I, I had to leave the Wednesday morning. and Or, yeah, I think I had to leave the Wednesday morning, and it was Tuesday night. And so it was going to rain. So I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to miss this time. I was like, no, actually, I'm going to take them out in the woods, and, and we'll spend time out there and not spend the night, and then we'll just go back to our cabin. And so I went out there, and I told, told a couple stories, and I would just tell the same stories. And I was like, all right, guys, let's just join hands together. And before I even started praying, the Holy Spirit just dropped. When the kids are on the ground, weeping. Like, I was like, what is going, these are Lutheran kids. These are Lutheran kids, and they're on the ground, and I didn't even pray for them. And they're like hands in the air. Like, I was like, oh my word, what is going on? This is, this is so real. This is so real, and this is so life transforming. This is transforming these kids' lives. 
in this moment. And, 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 and so I took him back, and I had a co-counselor that week because I was leaving. And this co-counselor was also Lutheran. And, and, and I brought all these kids back, and they're all weeping in their beds. And he's like, what in the world is going on? And so, like, these kids are just like, I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know what's going on. So he, like, comes out to me. He's like, Dustin, he's like, whatever this is, he said, I want it. I said, okay. So he stood there, and I prayed for this Lutheran counselor, and he fell out on the ground. I didn't push him. (laughs) He has no idea what that is. And he was down on the ground with his arms raised for about an hour, and I was like, oh, my word. These kids are crying in their cabin. Holy Spirit showing up. I was like, this is the end. This is... (laughs) I didn't know what to do with myself. But I remember Ben got up from the ground. And I will never forget what he said. I don't fully agree. I mean, I think we should, whatever. What he said was not theologically totally correct. But he gets up and he looks at me. He's like, Dustin, he's like, it's like all my life I've lived by faith. But now I know. So parents, if you want to grab your children, um, I have some people here that's just going to minister. If you guys want to, this is where church starts. This is where the body starts. When the Holy Spirit shows up and it's not about anything else. He's going he's to make community happen. He's going to make your lives come into place. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to encounter you this morning. I believe that he wants to show up in a powerful way and bring things in place in your life that you didn't even know needed to be brought into place. He wants to bring this body into a place where it's, it's actively working like Acts chapter 2. Like we're seeing his kingdom come in power in a way that, that we read about and not just think like, oh, that's a cool story. Some of you are coming from Revelation 2, where maybe you've lost your first love. Some of you maybe haven't experienced the Holy Spirit in power. Some of you just need to be encouraged and and, and filled again, like me. (laughs) And I'm just saying there's more. saying there's more. Jesus, 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 there's so much more. There's so much more of you. Just begin to lift him up. Just begin to lift him up. There's so much more. There's so much more. Just begin to lift him up, guys. Don't 
mess around. Just, just begin to pray. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Just begin to pray. Begin to lift them up. There's more. There's more, there's more, there's more. He wants to encounter you. He wants to encounter you. He wants to encounter you right now. There's more, there's more, there's more. There's more, there's more. There's more. Just receive more. Come on, guys. Don't mess around. Be like the kids. So if God's doing something in your heart right now, if the Holy Spirit's moving inside of you right now, and you want to receive more, I want you to stand up. And I want you to come down here. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's so much more to you. There's so much more. There's so much more. Some people and the kids are going to come. And they're just going to pray with you. They're just going to pray with you.